couple weeks ago, I heard on the news on the radio in the morning, one of the few news reportings that have nothing to do with the C word. And it was about this young girl, high school girl from Fort McMurray that won an international science competition. It's called the Breakthrough Junior Challenge. And by winning it, she won a $250,000 scholarship for university. And the challenge that's worldwide, this Breakthrough Junior Challenge, is to take a very complex scientific mathematic problem and explain it in three minutes or less in the simplest terms that you could possibly come up with so that every person could understand it. And so she did a three-minute video on quantum tunneling. If you don't know what it is, go watch her video on YouTube for three minutes and then you'll know what quantum tunneling is. But she took something that was very complex and made it understandable, made it known by just using images of video games and rolling dice. She used those two images to talk about quantum tunneling, which basically just talks about the fact that on the level that is smaller than atoms, things can move through walls. That's what quantum tunneling is, that I now know because I watched her video. This idea of taking something that's complex, but that can be known. It's easily known. Its intricacies are complex, but the idea itself can be known. God wants to reveal himself. Most of the time we get caught up in the idea that God is all complex and you need a theology degree to understand God. No. St. Paul in his letter to the Romans today says that God has been revealed according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret for long ages, but is now disclosed. God wants to reveal himself. He wants to be known. And he is rather simple. Because the word reveal itself means to pull back a veil. And so all of Christmas is about the revelation of God, the pulling back of the veil of who God is, of what he desires, and what he is offering us. It's the revelation that is given to us in Jesus Christ. Yes, there's lots of complexities to it, because God is immense, but his message is simple. And you know that to be true, because if you think about love, love is boundless. It has no end. And yet the experience of being loved is uncomplicated. Those two things come together naturally when we think about love. And it's because God is love, the same is true of God. Even though he is infinite, he desires to make himself known in very finite ways. And that's what we see in the encounter between Gabriel and Mary today. God wants to make himself known to Mary. Now, when you hear this gospel passage, maybe you think there's a lot of these fancy words because it's scripture or church talk. But when we look at it, God very systematically is making known to Mary what he desires in rather simple terms. He doesn't give the whole picture, but he makes known to her his message. So how does the angel Gabriel start? Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. First of all, the Lord is with you was a common address 
to someone from all Old Testament times that God's with you and he wants something from you. It was a common term. We heard it in the first reading with David. The prophet tells Nathan, the Lord is with you. Go and do what you want. So Mary would have recognized that greeting. But hail full of grace is found nowhere else in Scripture. And so what the angel Gabriel is saying is, God desires to be with you and ask something of you, but something new is going to be given to you. Expect the unexpected. But then, what does he say? Don't be afraid. You have found favor with God. The reminder that even though this is going to be challenging and God is going to ask something of you, it's good news. It's good news for you. Then he tells her what it is that's going to happen. You're going to conceive and bear a child now, which half of it sounds reasonable and the other half doesn't. You're going to conceive and bear a son. Okay, I'm a woman. That's what women do. They bear children. Makes sense. But now? And that's where her question comes in. How can this be since I am still yet a virgin? Then the next part of the message. The Holy Spirit will overshadow you. And the power of the Most High will come upon you. What is he saying? Don't worry about it. You say yes, God does the rest. You don't have to do anything except accept this request from God. And God will do the rest. Then from there, why is this being asked of her? Then the angel Gabriel gives this description of being of the line of David, tying back. What is he telling her? Mary, this is happening to you because God is faithful and he is fulfilling the promise that you have been waiting, your people have been waiting for, of a king in the line of David. This is it. God fulfills his promises. This is why you can trust him. Then from there, if you still don't believe, Mary, if it's still too hard for you to hold on to, your cousin Elizabeth, who was supposed to be barren, God's done the impossible with her too. Go and see. And then Mary says, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. The message is rather simple. It's, I need something. It's going to be hard. But all you have to do is say yes, and I'll look after the rest. And you can trust me because I've done it before, and I'll do it again. That's it. That's the way that God makes his message known to Mary. Yes, her yes is profound, and we hold it. Why? Because she says yes again and again. But God's message is simple. We make it more complex by our sin. So if we take this same encounter of Mary and the angel Gabriel and we look at our own lives, we do the same thing. So God is going to ask something of you. You can be assured of that because he asks something of every one of us. If you are a Christian, God will ask something of you. Expect it. And it's probably not going to be the easiest thing that you've ever done before. You can take that to the bank. But it's good news. It's good for you. It's actually going to bring about the fulfillment of what you desire. That's the good news. 
It might not seem like it at the time. It might seem like too much to handle. But it's God that's asking this of you. And so God desires your good. Trust in that promise. Then, what do we do? When we know that God is pulling at our heart to do something, what do I do? I hear that question from people all the time. I ask the question a hundred times myself. What do I do? If God wants something, if God wants this from me, what do I have to do? What did Mary have to do? Say yes. God's grace will supply the rest. What do I say? How do I act? Just say yes. God's grace will supply the rest. We try to come up with a million and one plans in order to figure out exactly how we're going to do God's will in our life. Just say yes. God's grace supplies the rest. Why? Because God has done it before. This is why we look to the lives of the saints. This is why we look to the tradition of the church. This is why we read scripture. It's because it reminds us that what God has done, he is doing, and he will do it again. Because he is faithful. In a lot of ways, we're not special. As special as it is to be asked by God to do something, he asks every one of us because he is faithful. And then, like Mary going to Elizabeth, if you don't think it's possible, go and see where God has done it before. Even within our own lifetime. There are accounts within our own lifetime of how God takes simple people and does heavenly things. Because God is simple. People hate it when I tell them that. God is simple. He is not complex. He wants to be known by us. We complicate it by our sin. If God was so complex that you needed a theology degree to understand what he was asking of you, well, first of all, you'd never have a priest because you don't have a theology degree before you go to seminary. And second of all, God is the God of the poor and the outcast. Who are the apostles? Not the learned Pharisees. It was the poor fishermen, the ones that were rejected, the tax collectors. That's the ones who received his message. What is it in the Gospels? Peter, come, follow me. Matthew, come, follow me. Andrew, come and see. Simple. God wants to be known. And the way is rather simple. He's going to ask. Look to the scriptures, look to the church, and God supplies the rest. This is what we are reminded of at Christmas. God is not something that we have to search for that is obscure to us. He makes himself known in his son. And when we let that happen, God is made known to us. 